0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Friday. That's right. It's Friday the 16th, I want to say. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) The 16th of February, 2018. I'm Jeremiah Isley with Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is our morning initiative, and we are going to be looking at, well, it's Friday, so... That means it's What Will You Play Friday. I'll be back with a segment about that and the games that I hope to get on the table. Some interesting stuff I've been looking at, so that'll be fun. Also, we're going to continue our two-player conversation, and I've got some games I'm going to bring up there in a segment, and there's some news that's been dropping here and there. We've got some press releases here at Theology of Games. And so we'll talk about some of those and all of that and more, I'm sure, as the day goes on. So stay tuned here on Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. All right, all right. Well, it's Friday, which means, uh, in the immortal words of Rebecca Black, got to get down on Friday which has nothing to do with this. I just thought I'd bring up that song and make everybody sing it for the rest of the day. So you're welcome. Uh, but it is, it's What Will You Play Friday? And that means we're going to talk about the upcoming weekend. Are you having a game night this weekend? What are you playing? Here are some titles that I hope to get on my table this weekend. I've been doing a lot of uh, unboxing and refreshing rule books and things like that this week. And uh, so some of those games that I want to get on the table include Rhine River Trade from Devere Games, which is a delivery management kind of system game. Looks really fun, very kind of mid-weight Euro type game. Uh, again, it looks cool and thematic and really I've been excited for this one for a while. So hopefully it'll get on the table soon. Last night, I read the rule book for a game, a little game called Mana Surge from uh, Daily Magic Games. This game looks really fun. It's a ladder game where players are playing spellcasters and you're trying to defeat everybody else by collecting the most amount of shards, these crystal shards. Uh, and you do that by playing a card and then... Other players can either beat that number or match that number, which reverses the direction of play. Or if you play a number that's higher and match the suit, then you get to score a point by putting a shard on that. So there's just it's like it's like a ladder game with special superpowers. It looks really fun. It looks very. Uh, very kind of stripped down and elegant in the design, but it looks like there's going to be a lot of cool little layers and wrinkles to this one. So Mana Surge from Daily Magic Games. Really hope to get that on my table. And on Wednesday, a nice little box showed up for me from Blue Orange Games that contained Queen Domino. So I had a chance to give this one a run earlier this year. Uh, AJ actually has a copy, and we played it, and it is so good. Uh, So my boys, when they saw it, I said, guys, we got to play this game, and they're super excited about playing it, so I'm sure that will get on the table this weekend. And of course, I really want to teach my family Ethnos, which I talked about earlier this week. You can go back a few episodes, go to that episode tab here on Anchor, and uh, look for that. I, I just can't say enough about that game. I'm really excited about it. I think my family's going to love it too. So, there's some games that I'm hoping to play. I'll keep you updated as the weekend goes on. Hopefully, some of these or all of these and more will get on my table. And I've got a cool segment coming up. Hopefully, probably I'll start it tomorrow. I got a cool idea for a segment and we'll see how it goes. So, stay tuned here on Board Games FM. We're always powered by Theology of Games. You can go to TheologyOfGames.com excuse me, to find more podcasts that we do. We do two other podcasts. One is weekly, one is monthly. We also, from time to time, <laughs> try to do it more frequently. Uh, we drop written reviews of all the games we talk about so you can read our full thoughts and more descriptive gameplay uh, narrative and things like that as well. All right, I'm going to get out of here for now. I'll be back with more here on Board Games FM. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Oh, and don't forget to call in with your game list, the things that you'll be playing this weekend. We want to know, we want to talk about it. Bring those tables to the game and let us know. All right, we'll be seeing you soon. Here we go Board Games FM.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Board Games FM. As Jeremiah has already declared, it is What Will You Play Friday? And um, I got a couple things that I'm hoping to get to the table this week. One I know for sure is a game called Wordsy. Wordsy is a game by Gil Hova, and I can't remember his game company right now. In fact, I didn't even know his last name. Uh, I had to text <laughs> Jeremiah real quick and say, hey, who, who designed that game again? I couldn't remember his last name. And uh, Jeremiah actually is really uh, good friends with Gil and knows him fairly well and knows about how he designs his games and and all sorts of good stuff like that. He's also the designer of a game called The Networks. But, um, Wordsy is a pretty fun game where you put some letters out on a table, each letter has a, uh, point value to them, and you try and create words within a certain amount of minutes, uh, I think it's just one minute actually, and you try and create a word, a really good word, a really long word, using letters as many times as you can, that you see in the tableau of letters. And, um, At the end of one minute, as long as you don't have a word that somebody else is, you're going to score points for the the letters that you've used. And um, if you have the same word as somebody else, no points are awarded. Uh, If you have the longest word, you also get some bonus points. And you play for several different rounds, and whoever has the most points at the end wins. Really, really clever game, really fun. The scoring system is a lot more intricate than I just made it sound, so that um, there's some strategy to it. I love this game, it's really fun, and it's, it's great for a lot of people, a lot of people who like word games, this one's right up your alley. So this is actually going to be a birthday gift for my father-in-law tonight, and I'm sure we'll crack it right away and, and play it. On another note, Thunderstone Quest is being delivered to the backers. I've got my shipping uh, label and my tracking number, and it will be here tomorrow if all goes well. If it shows up tomorrow, you can guarantee it will hit my table tomorrow night. I am so excited for Thunderstone Quest. I will get just enough plays in of Thunderstone Quest in time for me to back the new AEG game, Edge of Darkness, which I am also super excited about. Definitely not waiting for review copies to come into Theology of Games for this one, because I want to make sure I'm in on all the Kickstarter exclusives. So, um, we've talked about this a lot. And if this is something you're interested in, I think you got to get in on the Kickstarter. Make sure that you get all the good stuff with it, all those Kickstarter exclusives. But for right now, Wordsy and Thunderstone Quest hitting my table this weekend. What's hitting yours? Check you later.
2: Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games FM powered by TheologyOfGames.com. Continuing our two player week because it's Valentine's Day. And I just wanted to have a little segment here about The GIF Project. Now, no, Jeremiah, that's not me mispronouncing Gaia Project and trying to talk about that amazing game again, even though it's amazing. Um, The GIF Project is a series of seven purely abstract games by a Belgian designer named Chris Berm. And these are very highly rated on The Geek. In fact, three of them are number two, three, and four of abstract games rated on the geek and they're all unique they play differently i always say i'm not a big fan of abstracts and then i keep talking about abstracts that i like but these are really good i have played yinch Vaughn, and zertz and yes they all have weird names and i'm not sure i i can't remember i heard once what the um where he got the names from and I, i cannot remember but the point is it's, it's kind of this project where he came out with these games and then you can add pieces to the, to the base games. And then game, pieces from this one can cross over to another game. So all that kind of stuff is way out of my league. I don't play enough abstracts to just care about that. I just want to play a single awesome abstract. And I would say that the gift project, the th- at least the three that I've played from there, are really great. And um, some of them, like Yinch, I would say in particular is very non-gamer friendly. Its mechanisms are simple enough that anyone could pick it up. It has a little bit of an Othello feel where there are two-sided discs, black and white, and you're putting rings on the board and jumping over lines of discs to flip them over to your side and you're trying to get rows of I want to say 5 and if you do that then you remove one of your rings. So that lowers your ability to maneuver on the board which is super clever if you ask me so even though you're winning as far as you're supposed to get three of your rings off the board the first one to do that so by winning and taking one of your rings off the board you're ahead in the game but now you have less maneuverability it's really cool the other ones are also cool they're beautiful i have the um a a great picture from board game geek of zerts on often on my desktop of my computer because it's just striking and beautiful all the pieces are made of bakelite and they're just great so two-player abstract if you are into abstracts at all definitely check out the gift project g-i-p-f project and they're terrific two-player games for anyone who likes abstracts which is not me except when it is hey have a great day we'll talk to you guys later bye Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by theologyofgames.com. One of our new pals, Paul, from the Star Realms minicast, has once again called in to chime in on what is on his table this weekend. So let's listen in and see what he has to say. Thanks, Paul, for calling in. Hey, it's Paul um, this weekend,
1: always Star Realms, of course, but uh, my mother-in-law's in town. She's not much of a gamer, my wife's not much of a gamer. I really do my gaming on the weekdays at school where I'm a teacher, but um, Saturday night, my wife's going out. It's just me and the mother-in-law at home all night. I think I'm going to do some solo uh, Pandemic Legacy Season 2. I've been doing that about four games in, having an all right time. Uh, The other game I might consider is Leaving Earth, which is a massive, heavyweight mathematical calculations space exploration simulator where you're building rockets and calculating thrust and trying to send satellites out to survey the outer planets and all kinds of beautiful stuff. We'll see how that goes. Thanks for what you do. See ya.
2: Hey, everyone. It's Firestone here with Board Games FM powered by TheologyofGames.com. It is Friday, and I'm realizing I still haven't talked about what other game I played on game night. So I played a game called First Class, and this is a game that flew mostly under the radar... Uh, I think it was published by Rio Grande Games. I'm not positive. I should have looked that up, but I apologize. But it is basically a card game that feels like a board game. And it kind of feels like a card game version of Russian Railroad. So not just because it is a railroad theme, but also because some of the mechanisms just feel and seem similar. So basically, it's a card drafting game. Uh, each round you're gonna lay out a number of cards and taking turns you're gonna draft those cards. And there are all kinds of different things. you might just get money. You might extend your train. Each person has two trains that they're trying to extend and make better. It might let you upgrade some train cars because that's part of the point is going from zero, zeros go to two, twos go to four, fours go to seven, and sevens go to fourteen or twelve, excuse me. And so part of the point of the game is to get, quote-unquote better cars this is all obviously abstracted and your trains can each be 10 long and the first one to make their to get to 10 cars in your train gets a bonus and things like that so lots of moving parts on that then there are also end of game scoring so everyone gets a secret one at the beginning and then throughout the game you can get one so you can kind of see what other people are going for to get end game scoring and then there's also basically the route you're going. So some cards will let you um, lay cards down, and your little train will move along them and get bonuses. So you're juggling all these different things. And I've seen, I've played three or four times now, and each one kind of feels different because I, it doesn't feel like there's one route to success. In fact, on Tuesday, the guy who won never once picked up a route card. He didn't travel anywhere. He just had amazing trains. And so you're trying to balance this. Do I, do I travel a little bit and kind of make my trains okay? You have to move your conductors down the train because you only score points for however far down the conductors are. And it's a lot of chaining. It's one of my, probably my favorite thing about this game is you're chaining things. So, okay, I'm gonna move my train here, which will get me two coins, which will let me move my conductor down there, which will open up a new car, which will move this down here, which will move that across there. And so the first couple of rounds, there are six rounds, three of which are scoring first couple you're doing just a couple of things and your first scoring round you're like oh I got eight points that's great and then by the third one you're doing 20 things and your points are 130 and it's it just ramps up hugely so anyway I've had a lot of fun with this game and like I said it totally flew under the radar I would never heard of it and I, it's hard to find even though I don't know that it's out of print it's just not something you see on the shelves you don't hear people talking about it so if you like kind of chaining combinations card games, drafting, check out first class. It's pretty good game. So anyway, that is finally me wrapping up what I played on Tuesday on this Friday. So, hey, have a great weekend and we will talk to you later. Bye.